0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is
1: Believe. Welcome back to another edition of Believe and 49ers presented by the Believe Podcast Network and Bet Online. I am your host, Tommy Call the Third. You can follow me on Twitter at Tommy underscore I I I that is triple I for the third and you can also catch all of my written work about the 49ers via USA Today's Niners Wire just want to start off and say happy new year happy new year's eve to everybody out there hope everybody had an amazing holiday with their family but before we can really celebrate the holidays we have to get through Another football Sunday and a key one for the San Francisco 49ers looking to bounce back after an ugly beatdown from the Baltimore Ravens on Christmas Day. And that starts with the Washington Commanders on Sunday. Sunday morning, the first kind of morning slate here on the um, on the West Coast in a little while. I don't know. I, I like er- – personally waking up early and having that first game kind of don't have to wait, stress out about it all season. I mean, all day, excuse me. Um, But starting with the Washington commanders, I personally feel like they are at this point in the season with a potential quarterback change over to Jacoby Brissett and just the rest of their team. Obviously a, a big exodus there with even losing a guy like Chase Young who landed here in the Bay area They're still, to me, a bit of a mystery. Kind of a tough team to preview, in a sense, because they're not exactly ultra-familiar with them. Well, because of that, we here at Believe in 49ers brought over our friends from Ref the District, the Washington Commanders podcast within the Believe Network, and I spoke with two of my friends, Nathan Perry and The Stoner from Ref the District, I also appeared on their podcast this week to kind of give my side of the 49ers' impact on this. So they're going to help me preview the game today here on Believe in 49ers. But before we get there, I just want to give a quick shout out to our friends over at Bet Online. The only people that don't get off this t- time of year are pro athletes and us at Bet Online. With NFL, bowl season, and NBA in full swing over the holidays, BetOnline isn't taking a second off to make sure you have all the up-to-second odds news and info. BetOnline has all the sports wagering info available you need with both desktop and mobile access. Head there today to get into the action. Remember to use our promo code BLEAV to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online where the game starts and speaking of bet online as excited as i am for 49ers versus commanders and all the implications that come with that it's also this weekend monday new Year's six bowls college football playoff huge games i think the games everybody wanted to see between washington and texas and alabama and michigan Can't wait for those. So I'll be releasing. I'll be telling you guys some of my favorite bets in that game after we wrap things up with our friends Nathan and the Stoner. So I'm going to kick it over to them quickly here on Believe and 49ers. All right. We got some friends stopping by Believe and 49ers today. Our buddies Nathan and Stoner from Ref the District. They run an amazing pod over there for all Washington Commanders everything you need to know about them with the believe network. And I was lucky enough to join them. And now they're going to step on us over here with believe and 49ers. And weirdly enough, guys, we talked a lot, but before we want to talk about the, before I want to talk about the game, I have, you know, some questions because there is some eerie connections between these two teams looking up and down the rosters, obviously trades coaches, chase young, So, I want to talk about that first before we get into the game. And I just want to know going back to Washington, what do you guys think the reception is going to be for Chase Young? How was that tenure in Washington left? Is there going to be some boo birds, mostly cheers? How is he going to be remembered? And what's that reception going to be like?
2: Well, Tommy, thanks for having us here on Believe in 49ers. We do appreciate you uh, returning. uh, You know, or we have no, we, Love returning the favor for you coming on our channel there. As far as Chase Young, I would fully expect there to be more cheers than jeers come Sunday. But, Tommy, that's more than likely because the 49ers fans will be outnumbering the (laughs) Washington fans. So it's going to be Santa Clara North come uh, New Year's Eve there. But even with Washington fans... He did outstay his welcome here with a lot of people, but I don't think that would be the majority of people. He is a local kid. I think a lot of people wanted him to pan out. I think a lot of people were looking to re-sign him here in Washington because he wasn't given the fifth-year option. It was just one of those situations, though, where he wasn't working with the current coaching staff. And I think as the season for Washington has plummeted since the trade, the animosity has gone more towards the coaching staff rather than Chase Young. Now, Chase hasn't done himself any favors right now. If he actually had exploded out in San Francisco, then it, that that whole crowd definitely would have been gone. See, it was the coaching. Chase Young was a generational talent. We should have kept him and everything. He hasn't quite done that, but I do expect more people to be cheering him from the Burgundy Gold side than jeering him.
1: That um that uh side of it of the coaching versus the players here when when a team is kind of unraveling it seems like that argument comes up every single time and Mm -hmm. you know speaking of coaching specifically and you guys potentially being on the search for a new coach this offseason you know watching the 49ers seeing kyle shanahan on the sideline as a head coach is there you know is there a what could have been or we kind of passed that point is there a feeling you know seeing him captain the 49ers, knowing the connection was there with Washington. How, how, when you're watching on Sunday and you see him kind of perusing the sideline for the 49ers and 49er gear, what is that initial feeling like?
0: You know, p- potentially the team having a new coach that you can take potential out of that. <laughs> the, the whole coaching staff, everything's getting going to re- happen. Built in the, it's going to happen. So just take that, that out. But no, I don't think this fan base has gotten over the whole. Sitting there and watching the Mike McDaniel uh in, in Miami and Matt LaFleur in Green Bay and Zach Taylor in Cincinnati and of course Kyle Shanahan there and I'm and Ben Slowick, who is the OC in Houston. All of these guys have a Washington connection or here at one time or another. And no, we haven't gotten over it. Sean McVay is the biggest example of all of them. He was the offensive coordinator here at one time. And we let all of these people go and they've gone and flourished in other places while Washington is still mired in seven and nines and eight, eight and ones and, and on and on. And then this year, of course, it just uh, explodes into a, probably a four and 13 season. No, we haven't gotten over it because we've, th- that just seems to happen. We haven't gotten over Trent Williams being, having a second life over there in san francisco as well and and all the time that he spent here it burns our butts and i want to use another word there but it burns (laughs) us and we're ticked off about it that it seems to happen but now what we're hoping what we're hoping is the dan snyder era is gone he's the one that made all of those decisions previously and he's gone and hopefully we have competent decision makers in the building who can make those good decisions from here on out and we can just kind of forget about it and then we'll laugh at it. We'll say, "Ah ha, ha Yeah, but we got uh, um, uh, Brian Johnson from the Lions, and we just won three straight Super Bowls, so we don't care about Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay anymore." That's the hope.
2: Yeah, I will say this as far as that's concerned. We might, you know, have not gotten over the fact that those those talented people have left Washington, but we are so over every you know organization showing the graphic. You know, it's CBS, yeah. Fox, and everything. It comes up every time. It's like an annual tradition. It'll, oh, come, the up, 20, it'll come up The twenty, Yeah, the 2013 Washington staff had all of these talented people, and they're gone. I mean, mm-hmm. Kevin O'Connell was another one. He was the actual offensive coordinator that Ron Rivera didn't uh, keep, and now, you know, he's doing pretty decent things out there in another Minnesota. Way. Sean McVeigh, I think, was actually like a tight end coach, and but he was up and coming, and, and you can't let good talent go, and that's just been – Washington's MO. So maybe Ben Johnson from Detroit's the answer, or maybe not. You yeah. never, you never maybe we're gonna yeah, take Kyle you. Shanahan back.
1: Listen, I'm not even a Commanders fan, and that graphic, I'm annoyed of it by this point. I'm <laughs> like, okay, so okay. we get it. Um, you know, moving on to the game now, because I think from you know, talking about it here on Believe in 49ers, um, to a certain extent, because of the changes that is happening in Washington that team in terms of what are we going to talk about how we're going to prepare for this game is a bit you know of a mystery to an extent and I think what I want to start with is you know what is the difference between a Jacoby Brissett led offense than a Sam Howell led offense because from an outsider's perspective you look at the stats and you've seen some of the highlights of of Sam Howell and you know maybe not watching every minute of every game you go wow this is This kid might be it. There, could you make the argument he is the guy now? You know, to switch to Jacoby Brissett here. What's going to be the difference on Sunday? That how do you think this offense is going to look versus what you know maybe started a couple weeks ago or even at the start of the season?
2: Yeah, I think those highlights you've seen from Sam Howell must have been from the beginning of the season because he he absolutely has been benched for some poor play. And one of the things we've talked about on Ref the District is not he's lacked the wow plays the plays that make you think like okay we can still work with this over the last few weeks we just haven't seen any of those maybe we've seen a running touchdown from him but those are not those are off script and that's just like a uh, lightning in a bottle type situation not something you're going to be able to create you know consistently and so the consistency is actually what you're going to get from Jacoby Brissett. if you look at at the analytics side of, of playing QB. Jacoby Brissett's not a uh, necessarily a winner, and he's not exactly a great quarterback, but he is a consistent quarterback, and he can move the ball. And I think that's what we're going to see with this offense under his veteran leadership compared to Sam Howe as of late, who's been getting happy feet and bailing and not seeing the field. Jacoby Brissett can do all of those things. He's taller, so he can see over the linemen He knows this offense well enough to be able to, to produce. And it's not necessarily, you know, 49ers shouldn't be scared of Jacoby Brissett, but they should understand that this isn't going to be necessarily the easy game that the previous defenses have had because all of those defenses came out and said, yeah, we just had to do this one thing. And we knew their offense was going to fall apart. Well, that was with Sam Howell. And that's not going to happen with Jacoby Brissett.
1: Um. I am joined currently on Believe in 49ers by our friends Nathan and the Stoner from Ref the District. I actually joined their podcast to preview the 49ers side of things. So head over there if you want to listen to that at Ref the District. One of the things that was brought up that I thought was interesting because I had this question written down before was star power. You can talk about... 10 different guys on the 49ers. I, I call them Jersey worthy guys, right? Like a guy, you could buy a Jersey and be proud mm. to wear that number. I think that's what it takes to ha- be a star in this league to a certain extent. Well, for the, for the commanders there, you know, there's a lack of that. And can you name, I would love to know, you know, on offense and defense, mm-hmm. um, what's an underrated player that, you know, 49er fans might not, Know their name, a younger guy, even a veteran guy that's kind of found their way in Washington. That could make an impact on Sunday. That we could walk away from this game, and go okay. That that's a player there. That's a guy that is going to help this, you know, usher this future in Washington.
0: And I'll give you a couple timing. There's one on offense and one on defense. The one on offense you're not going to see because most likely you're not going to see, and that's Brian Robinson Jr., the running back out of Alabama's who's, who's in his second year now. He has actually from where he was last year, which was a pretty good running back, he took it to a whole nother level this year. He added pass-catching skills, and he was an absolute threat uh, catching the ball out of the backfield as well. But he's he's gotten banged up the last couple of games, and I'm not sure if you're going to be able to see him. But he's a guy to keep your eye on in the future as the bell cow uh, running back for this organization, uh, Brian Robinson. On the other side of the ball, a guy maybe you probably never heard of, and his name's Cameron Curl. He's a safeties in his fourth year. He was a uh, seventh round. Or seventh round me, out seven of Arkansas. Pick, uh, out of Arkansas, who has done nothing but tackle everything that he sees. Uh, he breaks up a lot of plays in the backfield. The only problem is this pass defense overall as a whole has been really, really bad. They're the 32nd ranked pass, pass defense. So I don't know how you can kind of correlate between, you have the worst pass defense in the NFL but hey you've got a potential star here in Cam Curl as a safety but you've given up the most explosive plays uh in the NFL you've given up the most vertical touchdowns in the NFL but in the right system with the right players in front of him with the right guy calling the defense he can be a star but he is a free agent after this year he's going to get paid he's not going to get paid top safety money but he's going to get paid a lot of money by somebody and there's a lot of people in these parts that hoping that he's going to get paid by the Washington commanders to stick around for the next few years. He's number 31. Keep an eye on him. He's going to be everywhere on the field. Uh He is eventually, eventually I believe is actually going to be a star in this league.
2: Yeah. He's going to be the one you're going to see tackle Christian McCaffrey and Kittle a lot. They like him in the box playing up a little bit closer. He's mm-hmm. Gatton, with the defense being as bad as it is, he's been put out uh, much further away from the line because the likes of the rest of the defense, Percy Butler and everybody, he, he needs to be out there to kind of play that back end role. But normally they like playing him close to the line and he does wreak havoc out there. Definitely the one I would say Stoner hit the nail on the head there. Brian Robinson, Stoner's actually called the jag before and and I you mean, know run, running was. backs are a dime a dozen, but right. Cam Curl is somebody who is a special
1: box safety. So that's that's an absolute good one. So to wrap things up here, um, you know, we don't need a score prediction, but I have a final question for you guys. You know, as 12 and point underdogs, I think that was the last number I saw what would have to happen for the commanders to pull off an upset against the 49ers on Sunday? What the would, what would be that perfect script?
2: The The sad part, Tommy is Brock Purdy four interception game. Might not, might still not be enough for Washington <laughs> to win this game. We're such a bad, bad team. I think that it would have to be something like that. It would have to be four interceptions and Washington's offense under Jacoby Brissett, would just have to look like the 30-point offenses we saw early on with Sam Howell for this game to be even remotely close. And even then, this is not a game I think Washington is capable of winning in its current set with the current mindset, I think, coming from the front office and this coaching staff who are looking towards you know retirement possibly for Ron Rivera and the front office looking towards securing a top pick.
0: And and I want to add to that also is let's not overlook the potential of this commander's offense. And Nathan talked about it a little bit, but with Jacoby Brissett in there in this particular offense, there's not much tape on him. It's been the second half of the last two weeks is all the tape that's out there in Jacoby Brissett in this particular offense. There's plenty of tape in other offenses out there. And all he's done in this offense is shine for the the limited amount of time that he's been out there. So you're not going to be able to prepare as much for him as you would be able to for Sam Howell and his 14 games, whatever it is, in this offense. And there are some absolute playmakers on Washington's offense in terms of Terry McLaurin, Jahan Dotson, Curtis Samuel. Those three receivers in the right offense with the right quarterback. And given that Quarterback protection can tear a defense up. And they did that at the beginning of the year, and it's kind of fallen off as Sam has fallen off. And Antonio Gibson out of the backfield is also a playmaker if you can get him in space. They have the playmakers, Tommy. They just haven't had, at least in the last six, seven, eight games, they haven't had the quarterback to consistently get them the ball so that they can make the plays and be able to show what this offense is. And Jacoby Brissett just might do that this Sunday. I'm not saying there he's going to be able to do it enough to overcome everything that San Francisco has. But if there is a formula for Washington to win or to at least keep it within that 12 and a half, that's the formula is this offense is going to have to take off because the 49ers don't have enough tape on Jacoby.
1: See, I I was kind of for the 49er fans out there that I kind of sleepwalking through these last two games of the season. I was looking for something to kind of, maybe scare him a little bit, shake them up. What's the, what's the doomsday option for the commanders mm-hmm. to win it. And stoner, you came through for me at the end there. I appreciate that. We're looking <laughs> I for got something to, here. I, I'm
0: always ready to give you a soundbite for your, for your show, whether it comes true or not. It's a good
1: soundbite for you. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Um. All right. Well, that's going to wrap it up for us here on believe in 49ers. I want to say a big thank you for Nathan and the stoner. You can follow stoner at RTD, RTD, The stoner, S T O N E R, and then at Nathan Perry, the Nathan Perry, excuse me, the Nathan Perry, easy, an easy one for us. And then you can go listen, download, and subscribe to Ref the District on Spotify, all the fun stuff where you can get your podcasts. And you can see us behind the camera. You want to see all, all of our pretty mugs look like. You can hit us on YouTube. Thank you guys so much for joining us here on Believe and 49ers. One of the first, one of the few and far guests on Believe in 49ers. So appreciate you guys for joining us today. Thanks appreciate you for having, us. having us. Thank you. On right. Twitter at Ref the District, And you can find them on Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. If you're more interested in some Washington commanders talk, I love the preview. I love the insight. On some of the players to watch, Cam Curl will be a guy I'll be circling, headling in to this matchup this week. And as we talk about, you know, as we wrap things up here on Believe in 49ers, get you guys out of here quickly, get ready for the holidays. We always talk about predictions. Well, I think it's no surprise that this game, in my opinion, could likely head towards a blowout. I'm thinking, you know, 30-7, 30-17 max if you know Terry McLaurin Jahan Dotson, those guys get loose on a long ball something like that but in my opinion the San Francisco 49ers will absolutely be trying to shake that stink off of Monday night football against the Ravens get back on track and they're also playing still for the number 1 seed in the NFC they but they have to win out it starts with this game on them they in a sense you know need a little bit of help and the ability to win out most importantly so with all that being said i think this game hedges in a big a big blowout i think brock purdy gets right against that terrible secondary against the commanders i think this is a big brandon iuk game i think debo samuel gets involved and hopefully they're coasting in a sense at the end of the game and can give you know christian mccaffrey brock purdy nick bosa trent williams a little bit of a rest heading out on their final road game of the season and point towards a divisional matchup that could be incredibly important in the final week of the seasons against the Los Angeles Rams. But before we get out of here on Believe in 49ers, like I said earlier in the podcast, I'd love to talk a little bit about the college football playoff and some of the players that I'll be watching along with my prediction for the playoff. There's just a bounty of draftable players that we will be hearing in april when it comes to the nfl draft you know i can think from top to bottom tons and tons of guys we've obviously talked a lot about the washington guys specifically i personally if you've listened to the podcast know that i am a washington fan i had a family that played there so i will be rooting for them heavily wearing my purple and gold on new year's day But even the early game, the Rose Bowl, the pageantry of the Rose Bowl, just gets you so excited. There's just so many studs out there on the field, starting with the quarterback at Michigan, J.J. McCarthy. I mean, he could work his way in with a good performance here. I think he could work his way into the first round. I think probably the star of stars on the field in this game starts with Alabama edge rusher Dallas Turner. He's a monster on the edge um but specifically for the 49ers i think when they think about the draft you think about guys that you know could potentially help in the secondary could help in the offensive line well you don't have to look too far from alabama because Absolute studs on the O-line there. J.C. Latham, a physical, physical monster on the offensive line. Not much of a shock. He's protecting Jalen Milroe and the Tide. And then two amazing corners for Alabama in Terrion Arnold and Kool-Aid McKinstry. I wrote a little mock draft players to watch thing a little while back for Niners Wire and talking about Kool-Aid McKentry specifically um, it might be a little tough if he were to be on the board for the 49ers with where they'll eventually draft but I mean those are two guys that should be you know circled if you're a 49er fan and you're interested in the draft and then flipping over to Washington versus Texas I mean just, this is star power in my opinion in terms of playmakers because you can think of three receivers for Washington starting with Roma Dunze, Jalen Polk, Jalen McMillan. All are going to get drafted. And then on the Texas side, I think it's a Donnie Mitchell and a Xavier Worthy, absolute burners, studs for the Longhorns. So there's going to be a lot of playmakers on the field. But on the interior for Texas, a guy that you can't miss him, number 93, one of the biggest players on the field, Tavondre Sweat, monster lineman. That could be very problematic for the interior of the Washington offensive line. But Washington offensive line is no joke. One of the best groups in football. They have a lot of guys that will probably go on draft day as well. And lastly, I'm going to leave you with uh, the Washington edge rushers, uh, ZTF and Braylon Trice, guys who have been really, really solid um, in their entire career, chose to came back come back to Washington together and we'll be looking to pressure Quinn Ewers all over the field on what what day is that game Monday Monday or Tuesday Monday Monday's New Year's Day um, so yeah I should be in for an absolute treat I think these are the games like I said everybody wanted to see I will be take this for what it is cuz there is some bias there's some fandom here but I will be rolling with the dogs I think They've just been underdogs all season long. Every time they've been, you could make some serious dough on Washington because they were underdogs so much through this. And again, they're getting I four and a half points um, on New Year's Day in the Sugar Bowl. I think that's a tough bet to miss on. I also like the over because I think there is so much firepower in that game. Um, and I think until somebody knocks Washington off. I'm going to be rolling with them because they've just proven time and time again. Kalen DeBauer, Michael Penix, just quite the tandem, quite the duo there. And Seattle, just winners in my opinion. And then I know Michigan is the number one overall team in the Rose Bowl, and I do think they're tough. I just am not super impressed with their resume in terms of the Big Ten, their biggest win, obviously, coming against Ohio State. Kind of a boring-ish game, if I want to say, not a super – high caliber, you know, you look at the rest of the teams, they've all had these absolute, not shootouts, but just barn burner style games. And I don't think Michigan's really seen that much this year. And then they kind of laid a bit of a dud against Iowa in the Big Ten Championship where Alabama is rolling at the right time and arguably beat maybe one of the best teams in football with Georgia. And so, and also just counting out Nick Saban in this type of moment. So I'll be on the tide um, on in the Rose bowl game before, obviously the sugar bowl kind of did that in reverse, but uh, the, I'm really excited. Obviously as a big college football fan, this is one of the best days of the year going to be have, eating probably some terrible food. I think I'm going to be making some burger sliders. Uh, got some buddies coming over, my family coming over to watch the game. Uh, I'm very excited. But with all that being said, the 49ers have to handle business and set up the ability to potentially clinch the number one overall seed in the NFC playoff picture. That is going to do it for us here on Believe in 49ers. Shout out to our buddies over at Ref the District for joining us and helping me out with the podcast today and hopefully giving you a better insight in the commanders. Um, And again, Happy New Year to everybody out there. Thank you so much for listening and making me and the Believe Network a part of your day here um, please hit me on Twitter to wrap things up at Tommy underscore III. let me know any players that you're going to be watching in the college football playoffs some guys maybe I missed that you need to look forward to and also is it you know what's the snack repertoire looking like because I was talking to a buddy the college football playoff day it's kind of reminds me of the Super Bowl where it's like you know you go out you go, you go big on all the snacks and the fun foods and different things like that where it's not really known as like a peak food day it's not obviously a christmas thanksgiving thing like that but i feel like for this day you always got to do something a little special so hit me up let me know what you're cooking what you're eating what players you're watching and any questions you may have about washington versus san francisco in week 17 we've almost done a full regular season of believing 49ers here but that's going to do it for us this time we will be back to hopefully talk about a big win for the san francisco 49ers